0: Well, well, well. What have we here? We have a couple of widows and a
1: dog. What could be a better equation? Who could ask for anything more? Tacos? Nachos? Alive husbands? I think there's a few things. Yeah, I agree. It's been a struggle for me this week. You are on the struggle bus, You guys,
0: I think my brain has had a lot of trauma to catch up on. I think that my brain kind of protected me from some of the details of my dad's death even though I was there and now that I'm approaching month four they're kind of peeling off and I'm remembering things so I'm a little traumatized and then I'm mad today in the widow Fs club I posted something about because we were talking about how we were mad and I was like I feel like my body is just calm but then my soul is like a kicking screaming toddler and i like just walk around feeling like this it's so weird
1: that's a that's a good uh that's a good visual you know because you look like you're fine but inside there's like a serious struggle going on and if you've ever wrestled an angry toddler you know you know mel i know yeah my
0: little sister used to be a toddler and i had to wrestle her and she was tough (laughs) then i got to this place where i was like i'm so mad about my life People are dying. I don't approve of this. And then I kind of started assigning blame. I didn't assign blame to my dad because, like, how can you? He's a 74-year-old guy that slipped on ice. Like, okay. But then I was like, Scott sucks because he abandoned me. He died. And I'm like, well, it's not his fault. And whatever. And then I went through all sorts of things. Like, everyone in my life abandons me. My first marriage, my alcoholic husband was... He betrayed me. You know what I mean. Like I just went through the spiral, and I'm just not okay. But I'm working on
1: it. Yeah, you got some. You got some ideas in the bag, right?
0: Yeah, I've been like cleaning up my area today, like the bathroom. And usually, when I do something small, that's just kind of like a menial task. It also helps clear the cobwebs in my head. And but here's the thing that's so weird, Anita. Like. I have been so good at my routine this week. I've done yoga like every day. I I've went roller skating. I played tennis. I've been studying French two hours every day. I showed up to my teaching stuff. I showed up to my big brother's big sister's obligations. Like I've showed up and none of it made me feel better. And so that's where I get mad because I'm like, these things are supposed to help. And I know that they don't always help, but they're kind of supposed to and I need them to. <laughs> so then i'm frustrated at that but you've heard all this this week you guys i have just like unloaded on anita all week
1: (laughs) maybe you just have to ride this wave for a minute mel fine i'll do it again i'll do it again keeps coming over and over well i'm trying to get you to try something new and out of the box but i don't know if we should let that be said until maybe or maybe it doesn't happen wait what is it do i know about it ketamine oh okay
0: i know anita really wants me to try ketamine yeah i think that i would like to try neurofeedback
1: i think you should try both i'm calling
0: tomorrow which will be today because today time
1: warp yeah, yeah time
0: warp of recording yeah has anybody tried ketamine treatments and or neurofeedback or something similar let us know Or don't. It's okay if you want to keep it to yourself. We get it. Oh, boy. You know what, though? If you do want to tell us, we have a freaking app now. Yeah, so you could tell us. Thanks to those who have downloaded the app and who have let us know that they are stoked about it. Hopefully, it's helpful. Get it. Yeah, good job, Mel. The Widow We Do Now app in any app store. Anyway,
1: what about you? Anyway, I, I feel like I have whiplash right now because... This week, I was outside planting flowers, and I just had this little moment where I was like, I feel content. My kids were outside playing. They weren't fighting. The day was nice. And I was like, have I forgotten what this feeling feels like? Is it just spring? Is it that just we're growing into our new life, and it feels more normal and natural? We're coping better? All of those things. Um... But it was just like a momentary feeling. But the fact that I recognized that it was different, I was like, wow, I don't know if I've felt that feeling in a really, really long time. I'm glad about this for you. Yeah, but then today somebody said something to me. That's why I said I feel like I have whiplash. And it's kind of made me feel like back down kind of in the dumps a little bit. So that's also annoying that I can't just like take the win and run with it. Um, we were talking about, it was in church and somebody said, have you ever felt like you've got a task that's just so impossible and it's just going to wear you down? And I was like, yes.
0: (laughs) And they're like, you mean like raking
1: the leaves when there's lots of leaves in the fall? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I do feel worn down. I feel like the Grand Canyon, you know, where the water is like, just running through me and it's just scooping and carving me out and it will just always be that way so i'm trying to remember that like happy feeling and and not try and dwell on the impossibility of the task that i have at hand so good job that's a big task it is but also i'm just also trying to let myself feel that too like yeah This is a really hard task that you've got and don't try and minimize it and don't try and be like, yes, but everything's fine, you know. So it's kind of it's a really tricky balancing act, I feel like, to not like lean in so much into the sadness that it takes over you, but also not honor that, yeah, you do have a hard task ahead of you. So it's, you know, it's a little bit of a balancing act, but I really that feeling of content, contentedness, contentedosity, contentment contentment was a really nice feeling, like really foreign and really nice. Like a slight reprieve. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a lack of pain. It was like, life is good. You know, like that's not happened in a long time. So yeah, not even like a neutral feeling. Like my life is good kind of a feeling just for a few, just for a few seconds or a few minutes. But. Do, you, do you think that it's like a little tiny...
0: Snowball, and then maybe some other time you'll get another one, and you just keep catching these snowballs and putting them in the freezer. And then one day you'll open your freezer and all the snowballs
1: will come out, and, and like <laughs> it will be like an avalanche of snowballs. Um, when you said snowball, I was thinking more along the lines of you know how you make a snowman mm-hmm. how like you get a little snowball and then like you roll it, and it starts to accumulate more snow on it until it's a big ball of snow, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. I hope so. I hope it's a feeling that I feel more and more often, um, and can build a, build upon itself. It's like really unfortunate that the positive
0: stuff isn't linear, and that nothing is mm-hmm. linear. I mean, yeah. I guess in some ways it's good that things are not linear. But it, oh man, when you when you are dealing with kind of the stuff that we're dealing with, sometimes you just. You need to catch a break, you know what I mean? So it's like, man, please be linear. Please be linear for, like, a month. And then... Yeah.
1: But... Why can't... Why is it always one step forward, two steps back? You know, that's just the nature of the beast, though, I guess. Yeah.
0: Hey, we posted something this week on our Instagram, and I think it sparked some good conversations. You and I talk about it all the time, because you're a widowed Mm -hmm. mom, and I am a kidless widow. And, of course, we know that there are others in different boats too,
1: like step-parent widows, or empty nest widows, or like there's even stranger, not stranger, but more unusual situations, adoptive parents, or like raising grandchildren, or there's just a lot of different scenarios, but... Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Yeah, we put we put
0: the kidless widows and widowed moms that still have kids at home kind of scenario up there on the Instagram. And it's it can be so easy for like I could be like, Anita, just what? What's wrong with you? Send your kids to an orphanage. You know, like I jokingly say you do say that. (laughs) I know (laughs) I'm kidding for real when I say that. But it's like if we if we use each other's experience to tell the other one how to make it better it's not gonna work like it doesn't work to say for you to like a somebody with kids to say to me well you are unattached and so your life is more simpler it's like yeah my life is way less complex than Anita's 100% I don't have to be responsible for anybody but I also have like what I'm dealing with right now has been so bad and you know you've listened to me talk about it it's just different like how can you even compare or like People that say, well, like I could say, yeah, well, Anita, at least you have a part of him. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of, there's a lot of things. And it's interesting because a lot of the challenges that we deal with are polar opposites of each other. Like you're completely isolated and I'm like, get away from me. (laughs) You're like overrun. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like two sides of the coin. But I do, I do think that that gave um, some people cover to be able to come out and say like, thank you, because I do feel... You know, people have said those things to me and I appreciate being able to say, no, like my challenges are just as hard as your challenges. They're different, but they're no less of a struggle and they they deserve to be honored and recognized.
0: Yeah. So thanks to all who commented on that and let us know your thoughts. We know it's hard and we know it's different and we all can live together in the world. <laughs> and have the hard things. Look at me and Anita. We have totally different situations. And you're one of my people, Anita.
1: Aw, thanks, Mel. I told Mel that I felt nervous because all I could do now is let her down.
0: <laughs> no, but see, here's the good thing. Because I know your life is, like, so insane. I'm like, oh. Well, like, obviously, she can't get back to me all the time if I need her to. It's fine. Like, I get it.
1: <laughs> That's good. Because otherwise she'd be like, and then Anita lets me down also. So, the whatever i'll try not to yeah but you don't though okay good um mel we're going to australia i know how can you believe it i don't know um it's gonna be super exciting but we hope that we will get to meet some of you all down there yes down under <laughs>
0: yeah hey if you're able to travel to australia come see us hang out yeah, with us. or if you
1: live in australia that would be cool in easier probably or if
0: you live in new zealand
1: Yeah, I am just like really hopeful that we don't get there and they're like, nah, nobody wants to come see you anyway, so don't make us feel like that, come see us.
0: Yeah, I mean, and if nobody wants to come see us, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, wait, wait, um, hello, Erin is coming. I know,
1: I know, we've got one one. person that we know. Liz, are you
0: coming? (laughs) Hey guys, if you guys want to come see Erin, come to Australia, we'll be
1: there too, but she might be more fun than us. So guess what, Mel? What? Um, instead of buying us tacos right now, we're going to ask people to start buying us a package of Tim Tams <laughs> so that we can fund our way to Australia because it's so expensive, but we're so excited. Yeah. So, you know, get get on to com slash widow we do now. And instead of buying us tacos, buy us a pack of Tim Tams so that we can $5 our way to Australia. If you're not sure
0: where to find that, guess what? It's in the app under Buy Me Yay. a Coffee. So. Easy to find. If you'd also like to support the podcast, (laughs) we have a Patreon. You probably know about it if you've been around for a little bit. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. This is the time of the episode where we do a shout out for our patrons who are at the Widow Bestie level and up. And if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash WWDN. And you can get a multitude of extras if you go check that out. And guess what? It's in the app. You can check it out in the app. Everything's in the app because we all have Widow brain, and we cannot be clicking in multiple platforms. Anyway, so we're going to do that right now. Patreon is a way that it helps creators to create and podcast to podcast
1: and things of that nature. So we would... Podcasters be- going to podcast. Yep. Bears going to bear. Bears going to bear. We're going to start with our secret dead husband. And to her we say... In a Michael McDonald voice.
0: You don't know me, but I'm your widow. <laughs> <laughs> Next we have Constance Dahlbeck.
1: David Kelly.
0: Don Satterwhite. Gail Bell. Ivor the Meisner. Kat. Krista Waite. Maya Glasser. Sam Finlayson. Amber Vela. Amy Hartman-Martell. Amy Neal. Amy Sapp. Ashley Hahn. Barbara Schneberger.
1: Brittany Pedro. Chris Steffen. Christina Shiflet. Welcome, Cindy Wilkerson. Hmm. Danielle Catterberg. Nanda Debbie Downer. Dennis Brazo. He's he alive! Yeah!
0: Jean Marie Massey. Jenny Taylor. Jennifer Beale. Jennifer Brown. Jennifer E. Hassel. Jenny Wayne. Kathy
1: Murray. Kelly Ford. Kirsten Stromberg Claussen. Lauren Ode, who's having an adventure. Lauren's having an adventure. Lauren, you
0: look like you're having quite the adventure, and your hair is amazing, as always. Leslie Webb. Marie
1: Hoffman, also on an adventure. Jealous. MK Anderson. Missy, our daughter Schubert. Patricia Weist. Rachel Barbosa. Woo woo! Sarah Morris. Sue Golek. The Sylvia Shore. Taylor Snyder The Winehouse Karen Cornejo Vicki Spit Anna Tracy Christina Scambato Christine Anderson Who had a lovely widow get together last night That was so fun Thank you, Christine Cindy Reynaud, Don Barber Debbie Fells Deborah Westwood Diana Becker Emily Toledo Eric Vandermulen Aaron Posick Gabe Lozano Gia
0: Benoit Gina Haas Ian Cini. Ileana Belly Dancer
1: Ruiz. <laughs> My favorite, Jackie. Her next favorite, Jane. Oh, yeah. Jenny Armstrong. Jenny Barrow. Jocelyn Milo. Julie Stevenson. Karina Jacobo. Katie Radcliffe. Kara Scarra. Kevin Ferry. Chris Morgan.
0: Laura Bradbury. Condolences. Oh, Laura Keeley. Yes! Yes! Yes, Lindsay Kanopka. Lori Farrington. Marjorie Lewis. Mary McGowan. Megan Montague.
1: Melissa Bowers. Melissa Hancock. Peter Ruka Veedna. The Zebra Called
0: Becky. Sarah Kennedy. Stacey Saywert. Sunshine Haven. Tammy Terevist. Tara Wallace. Valerie Jonathan Packer.
1: And Ketchup Packet Wendy. I love ketchup. (laughs) And ergo, you love Wendy. Thank you so much to everybody who supports us on Patreon. It's so, so heartening to see that you guys are wanting to keep the podcast going for other widows and widowers who maybe aren't able to support the podcast. And, you know, know, making the podcast takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And, you know, as a widow, you have to make decisions. You have to make choices about where your time is going to go. So when you support the podcast, you make that decision easier for us.
0: Yes, thank you. You are what keeps us going. You give us a reason to create and to talk to other widows and help share stories. So we are so grateful for you. Again, like Anita mentioned, if you are not able to support us on Patreon but would like to help us get to Australia and or send us to buy tacos or Tim Tams,
1: please go to buymeacoffee.com widowwe do now. You guys... If you haven't done so yet, will you please give us a nice rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? They make a huge difference in how people are able to search for the podcast. So if you haven't done it, it just takes a few seconds and it makes a big difference. And it costs zero dollars.
0: Yes, just your love. And Mm -hmm. nice words, hopefully. And don't send us one if you hate us because we're grieving and it's hard
1: for us. Check out the Widow Wives Club if you want to be part of our private Facebook online community. We've had some questions lately about why we ask you to prove you're a widow and it's to keep the we're just trying to keep you safe. We're trying to keep the people in the group safe and like it's our worst nightmare to think that we've gathered a bunch of widows for somebody to prey upon. So we're trying to make sure that the people in there are indeed who they say they are. And
0: if you don't believe us please go check out the podcast called Sweet Bobby and you will see how one can destroy many digitally. <laughs> Scammers gonna scam. Bears
1: gonna that's bear. The, that's the that's the theme of the day. Okay, Mel. Today we have a special treat for our listeners. Yes. Oh my gosh. And we need to do some explaining.
0: So you guys, you might have checked out an episode we've already done with one of the representatives from the Nyanam International Widows Organization that's in Kenya. We... Through them, we're able to talk to one of the Kenyan widows named Christine. And if you know anything about third world country situations and the internet, if there is internet, it kind of depends on if there's wind that day, there's not wind that day, if the stars are aligned, if there's a storm, that the internet is working and stable. So we had some technical difficulties You won't hear a lot of those. You'll hear hear some of them, but as a result, because of our bandwidth, we had to have just one of us talking to her and asking the questions. So I designated Anita to be the spokesperson and then would type her questions in the chat if I had a question. So you'll just hear Anita talking to Christine, but it was so fascinating and it just really made my heart have like real, actual, compassionate empathetic feelings for her i mean when we were in the interview and then later when i edited it and i know that everybody is gonna feel something on this one because these women in kenya are amazing they're amazing yeah
1: so we had a lag of about seven and a half minutes, I feel like. <laughs> maybe that, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but it was really challenging to record it, but we really felt strongly that this needed to come out. And like Mel said, she was there in the interview. She would just text me the questions and then I would wait because if all of us were talking at once, like you couldn't keep track of what was going on. So um, we hope that you will really enjoy Um, her interview and that you will have a little bit of a different perspective maybe on your own situation after listening to her please enjoy this with christine from kenya but before we get to that i'm anita i'm mel we're two young widows on this non-linear path of grief and we're trying to figure out widow (laughs) we do now
0: This episode is sponsored by the Meisner Family Foundation in memory of Elizabeth Meisner.
2: I lost my husband in 2009. He was a doctor and I was a teacher. He started ailing for two years. Then he passed on. 2009. May. So when he passed on, I had a lot of problems. They took everything from the house. I have children. They did not care. So after burial, I went back to school. So I joined the church. I was saved by them. So I just decided to be in the church. I started fasting for my children. I fasted for one week, and God gave me a reply that I should accept what they have done and forgive them unconditionally. And when I forgave them unconditionally, God had my prayer. So I saw him come to my school one day and he came and told me that he's very sorry for what happened. But remember everything had gone because whoever took, took. So you could not ask them back for them. So I forgave him because he came to ask for forgiveness. And I could see him also not so well, health-wise. So for a long time, uh, I thought I was forgiven, but I was in unforgiveness. So I was ever crying at night. But one day, I just woke up, and I prayed, and I really forgave them. And then my breakthrough started. So... The church that I was attending had so many teachings on widows. One thing that I accepted that death is there. And when death comes, there are a lot of changes. And these changes you must accept because if you don't accept, you will be affected. So I went to school. I could make my ways, go to church, evenings, and then I thought the end of the world had come, but God is good. God did me a miracle, and I saw myself through. I joined a group in the church where you could borrow money, pay school fees, and then your children, you see your children going to school. So every time I was on loans, taking loans and educating my children, but uh, I thank God because I'd never been disappointed. Every time I asked for a loan I would get and pay and children go to school. And right now I can thank God because I'm retired. I've retired from teaching. Yeah, I retired. So after retirement, I went back home I'm at home in my house. So in Kenya, there are no jobs. So children are just hustling. The way you hear the word hustling in Kenya. But uh, I'm happy whether they are hustling, but uh, they are hustling, but they are happy. I had eight children. My firstborn died, 208, and he left a widow with two children. The follower is also a daughter, She has two children, but she's married. The the other one is not so much well-placed, but he's hustling, but he has three children. Then one died, the one who follows that one died in a road accident, he had not married. After that one, I have a daughter who is also married with four children. She had two, then she gave birth to twins. So she has four. Then I have two sons who are also hustling. They are married because, uh, you see, when they reach the age of 23, they feel they should marry, whether they are working or not. So they are married and they have their wives. My last born is not married. So those are my children. I have six now because two died. You mentioned that
1: for your children to go to school, you had to take out loans, which means that you have to pay for their schooling where you live?
2: Yeah, you pay for the loans. You pay the loans, you pay their fees with the loans.
1: And after your husband passed away, who came and took everything from your house?
2: My in-laws. You know, my father-in-law had two wives. So the children of the second wife were sent by the... They were sent by the, my father-in-law and they took everything. And he scanned, they sold everything. That's so it's African, sir. When you lose your, your husband, you are meaningless to them. They don't care even about your children. I was a primary school teacher. And by then I was staying in town with all my children. We were all staying under one roof. So whatever little we could get, we share. And that is how we survived. So now you have retired. Yeah, I've retired. I'm at home.
1: Christine, how common is it in your area for people to have multiple wives?
2: Too common. For them, it is normal.
1: Is that changing? Is it becoming less
2: common? No, it's even adding more because there are people... That feel they, they feel men when they have three or four wives. By the way, my husband also had one. <laughs> <laughs> what was your husband's name? He's called uh, Bunde, Eli. He left a very young wife with two children, and one passed on. So she has one child. But we are staying in different homes.
1: In Kenya, you said that when your husband dies, that you are meaningless and that you don't matter?
2: You don't matter to anybody. Did you still matter to yourself? I really mattered to myself. Yeah, that is why I was praying. Yeah, At, time, at first, at, uh, I lost hope. At a time, I lost hope in life. Now, I said, if I lose hope, my children will be hopeless also. Yeah, so I said, let me work. When my, by the time my husband was dying, I had only two who were married. One had died, the son. So my daughter was married. The rest were still at home, had not even taken, some were still in school. I didn't want to be inherited. I didn't see the need of being inherited. In our culture, if you are not inherited, then you are not their wife. You, you, are, you are looked at uh, an, an outcast because they feel they should inherit you. So I refused. So because I was in town, they could not get hold of me. So I just went on with my teaching. And when I retired, by the time I was coming home, the cases were gone. There was nobody to come and inherit you. And you know, in, in our culture, it is bad. They can even tell your children that they will die if your mother is not inherited. But I thank God my children knew God. So nobody told me, Mama, you should be inherited. But it is not easy. Who inherits you? They, they want you to be inherited by any man. Anything called a man. Because some, some are in-laws. Some are just people walking, looking for why. wife. Yeah, for people who want to be inherited, some have no choice, but some have choices. Yeah, some people, they don't inherit you to support you. It is just a matter of sex, nothing else. How common is it for people to be like you and
1: not um, not want to be inherited, to be strong and, and independent?
2: Like me, I was a teacher. But for them that do not have sources of income, it's very easy to be lured because you think the man will give you support. Then you go for that inheritance and you add many children again. Have you found other widows
1: and have you guys supported each other, uh, not so much financially or with
2: money, but just emotionally supported one another? We are working under Nyanam International and we have a wid- widows. We are 22 widows, and there are many groups of widows also. But the teaching that we have with the widows is that. one, you know, widowhood goes with age. There are some who husbands die when they are old, some are very young girls. So we read the Book of Ruth. And we see here there were three widows, Naomi and her daughters-in-law. Now, Naomi released them to go and remarry. Not to go and be inherited, to go and remarry. So we teach them, and now they are coming to know, even them that were inherited, they are now learning and knowing that inheritance is not the matter. But what about responsibility? Because here we see in the Bible, Ruth had a very responsible man, Boaz. And she t- he took care of Ruth. So from there, they are also learning that they should get responsible men, not just being inherited. So there's a big difference between being
1: remarried and inherited.
2: Inheritance is bad. But remarrying is not um. bad, yeah. Because inheritance, it's somebody's husband. Maybe he has even three wives, and you are going to make another the, the fourth wife. Do you think you will get good support? No. Is it common to remarry after you become a widow? Well, no, not in our culture. Because if you remarry, you leave your land. You are not you are not supposed to be there if you remarry. So they will take the child the children and take their land. If you are remarrying, you go away. So If you choose not to be inherited,
1: do other widows look down upon that choice? Or is that um, common?
2: No, uh, the problem in our culture is one. They believe that if you are not inherited, you will make children fools. The children will be like fools. So they they believe that the inheritor is the cleanser to to cleanse your home. So if you refuse, they look at you and one of, some, sometimes they can even talk to your children and destroy your home. Because your children, if they fail somewhere, they, they will be told because your mother was not inherited. So you see that is an enmity between you and your children now. Some are being inherited when they are very, very old because their children insist. They were told that inheritance is a must. So you find very, very old women being inherited, and it is so sad. So there is
1: pressure to be inherited, because otherwise you still are not worth anything.
2: Yeah, they, they, it's not a must, but for other homes, they will even force you to, re- to, re- to be inherited. They force you. They can even close that door with another man inside. And they say you must be inherited today. Why do you think that you
1: had ideas that were different than what was the normal culture? Where did you, how, how come you're different?
2: The problem is that uh, being a teacher, one, two, I was also saved in the church. Salvation made me to be strong. The problem that most women have in our culture, they don't know their rights. They don't know their rights.
1: Is the pressure to be inherited, is that tied to a religious tradition,
2: or is that more of a cultural thing? The inheritance is cultural. There's nothing biblical there. So
1: when your in-laws came and took everything, did they take your land away from you as well?
2: No. The land had not been divided. The father-in-law was still having the title deeds. So where my house was is where he left. Yeah, it was still in his name. No, you know, my husband, we worked in town. We were in the city, both of us. But we had built a house at home in the countryside. When he died, definitely was going to be buried at home. So that is how we went back home for burial. You know, in Africa, you have two homes. When you are working in town or in the city, You must have a house also in the countryside. So the one in the countryside is the home. But that one is a rented house. It is not yours. Unless you build yours. But when you are in a rental house, definitely you will leave it.
1: So when you left to go to the city, did you stay in the same place that you had stayed before?
2: No. Now, the doctors took their house. So I had to move to another house.
1: I imagine that a doctor plus a teacher makes more money than just a teacher.
2: It depends. Why do I say it depends? Doctors earn a lot of money. Now, in Kenya, they earn a lot of money, but they misuse it. Most of them misuse their money. Some drink, some go with women, other women. So even if you are married to a doctor, you are just like other, because you will still depend on your salary, that little salary. Right now in the group where I am, we have very young widows. And when I ask them how they were inherited, it is a terrible thing. They are young and they were forced to to be inherited. Some had one child, some had two children, now they have four, some have five, through the inheritance. Does inheritance ever go well? It, I don't think it can go well. One, there's HIV AIDS. And you know, when he has when he has more than four wives, and he has inherited even three wives in the village, so this HIV can it end, because most men are dying out of, most deaths are HIV AIDS, isn't it? Now, if he's inheriting three wives and his wives, see, everybody will be affected. So that is why it is not good. Some are left clean. Then they get the inheritor. They get the HIV AIDS. Are you trying to change how it works? Yes. That is what the teaching is all about. Because inheritance is worsening their lives. Yeah, it's getting better now. Because they, first they must understand and accept. Then you they can now see the reason of not being inherited.
1: You said that there was 22 widows in your group. How many of those have been inherited?
2: In my group, hey, when I asked them, some are old, but they were inherited. Although they don't have the inheritors now. But the young ones, they have all been inherited. Only one. One young girl that I know that has not been inherited.
1: Are some of those widows in your group, do they have a lot of children?
2: No, they have, some have few children. Like there's one with with two children. She has not been inherited, but the co-wife has been inherited, which means they will force her to be inherited. There were two wives. There's another one that was inherited with uh, one child. Now she has three. Those are young women.
1: So you said that HIV AIDS is still killing a lot of people in your area.
2: Yes, very much. Yeah, there's so much HIV and AIDS. It is so hard to stop it. And with wife inheritance... It is still there.
1: So, if you were able to talk to somebody whose husband just died in Kenya, what would you tell her?
2: One thing, uh, I would grieve with her first and tell her to grieve because if you don't grieve, then those are the things that will affect you later. Two, you must be ready to tell them to accept death because death is there. And then, advice on how to live as a widow. Tell them, because a time will come when they will need a husband in life. But tell them to be patient and be careful with their lives. Because if you rush as a widow, you will miss the way, you will lose your vision. I
1: think that's true for widows all over the world. Yes. What would you want people all over the world to know about the widows of Kenya?
2: I would, so that the widows would be empowered. No, if it is worldwide, then every woman will be empowered and know their rights.
1: How common is it to be a widow? Are there a lot of widows in Kenya?
2: So many, so many.
1: I'm wondering if you have any questions for us.
2: Yeah, the first question I would ask you is, are there many widows like in Kenya, in your place?
1: I, I think there are probably not as many as there are in Kenya. It's it's fairly common, but it's not it's not very, very common.
2: Do you have HIVS in your country?
1: We do, but it's not an epidemic.
2: Yeah, you know, with us the problem we have is poverty and HIVS That has really killed many people. So how do your widows cope? Do they have any place they go for
1: teaching? <laughs> well, that's, that's a really good question. And yes, that's part of what we do is we have support groups and we have ways to try and connect widows. I bet it's the same in Kenya that once you realize you're not alone and that you've got somebody else who's experiencing similar difficulties, you feel so much stronger and you feel like you can keep going.
2: That's true. Yeah. I think that is why it's good to have these support groups because you will share your story. And when as you share your story, then you will know that many people have suffered as widows. And your story will build somebody else. Yeah.
1: Christine, do they have um medical help for people who have HIV AIDS in kenya so we have the disease here but we have a lot of medicines to treat it now do you have the same access to those medicines
2: yeah they are visa free they are all given to people with hiv it's free they don't buy the only problem is like uh, one woman may have it like i'm telling you polygamy is, is common in kenya one person may have it And the other wives don't, but because one man, one four wives, one husband, are you going to be free? Definitely, you'll get it, isn't it? So it's always advisable if you are in polygamous form, you go for checkup. But most women don't go for checkup. That is why they are affected. They don't go for checkup. By the time they realize they have HIV, they are already down. So when they are taken to the hospitals they are so down that they have to be put on ARVs immediately. So that is why people are dying. Some die because if your status was not known, Alice, you will just die. And with poverty, no good food. And you know, HIV AIDS needs a lot of good food. And then we are poor. You are working very hard in the chamber. There is no food coming from the chamber. What do you do? You die.
1: Do you have programs in Kenya to help um, combat poverty?
2: Most Kenyans are poor. So you can't help everybody. Definitely, those who are lucky will get support, but majority you are just there. How did you find Nyanam? We had started uh, our group as widows where we could just meet, chat, and uh, discuss our problems, but there was nothing we could do. So we heard about Nyanam International. So they came to visit us in our group. And that is how we got there. So you had a group before you
1: heard of them, a support group, and then you joined up with them?
2: Yes, psychosocial support. We could support each other psychologically. So they they came and took us.
1: And what have they done to help support you?
2: So far, I've really gave them psychosocial support and a lot of teachings, and most of them really like it. Some of them say that hey, before the Nyanam, they were so bitter in their lives and they could abuse and fight every, anybody, but now they cannot fight. Now they have learned to become accepted their situation, and now they are good women. We met with our sub-chief last week, and he really appreciated and, and because he says that the all women in that group they are disciplined.
1: Christine, thank you so much for joining us. This has been so interesting. Your experience is so vastly different than most of our experiences. If somebody told us that we would be inherited, that would be that's that would be just crazy to us. We would think, what? No. <laughs>
2: are you allowed to remarry yes you do you have wife in No. no oh, that is good that is good and we are we
1: are not thought of as nothing or worthless when our husbands die so we we still it's still hard but nobody comes and takes all of our stuff
2: uh, that is the goodness with your country You are left with your property and you take care. In ours, the property belongs to that home, not you.
1: Just talking to you, I have felt so inspired because you are so strong. And I love, 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 loved when you said that you were still worth something to yourself.
2: Yes. Thank you.
1: Wow. What do you think of that interview, Anita? That, it just, it gives me chills. To listen to her experience because it's so vastly different from our experience. And in a way, I feel so grateful, Um, which is like a weird feeling to have. But to listen to her and the struggles that widows in a different country have just puts my struggles in a lot of different perspective.
0: Yeah. When she was telling us about how when her husband died, how she essentially was worthless to other people. But she knew that she had worth. I just felt like I know that I know we have opinions on the word strong, but you have to have some serious inner strength to know that you're worth something. And I'm so grateful that she had that seed inside her and was able to connect with other widows as well and now help people.
1: And that just goes to show that community is meaningful no matter where your community lies. You know, like we have our community. And it's super helpful. And then they are forming their own community that has each other's backs. And and I don't know, it might even be more important for them to have community because they're being told that they're not even worth anything. And those ladies are all, you know, saying, no, you are, you are worthy. You are worthwhile. You are somebody who deserves to be here on the planet and be loved. And can we just say no to being inherited? Hello? I say say no (sighs) Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Like, you have this
0: whole long-standing cultural tradition that's been going on for yeah. however long. And they're up against that. And what bravery to say, no, I will not be inherited. Yeah. It's like, you know that you're going to probably be poor and not be helped. And it's it's another
1: blow against you. Yeah, and, and, you know, when we talk about here in the United States, we're like, oh, we're so poor. I don't think we realize um, sometimes what that can really mean. Um, because when I think that they're talking about being poor, it's like not having clothes. And you know what I'm saying? It's like not having enough food. And it doesn't mean that they're just not able to do fun things or go on vacations or, you know, can't can't buy the, the name brand mac and cheese, I guess. Which And I'm not trying <laughs> to diminish because I know that people really struggle financially, especially in widowhood. But I think that listening to... To her takes that to a whole different level of like how am I going to feed my children you know how am I going to let my kids go to school how am I going to pay for their school fees and it's just it's mind-boggling and
0: not be inherited and maybe yeah. and and some of them end up being inherited mm-hmm. and and so abused that that, that's oh uh, oh no I have so many feelings on it and and when she's talking about AIDS And you're asking her, well, do you have medical care for that? And she's like, yeah, but if you have somebody that has multiple wives, everybody's going to get it. (laughs) So it just keeps running rampant. So I just love these ladies that I've never, ever met. I loved Christine. Mm -hmm. I love the people that we've talked to, and my heart just goes out to them. And I wish that they didn't have to go through that. And yet I'm so honored to know that they exist and that they are
1: striving to keep going that would be so hard to even want to keep going i was like mel when can we go to kenya we need to find these people they need a big hug i just i don't know what else like i can't offer you anything else but um i just love them too i think they're amazing and wow
0: now anita you've gotten on a call with them before i couldn't Mm -hmm. join but you got on a call with some of their widows and and it sounded like they just are such a special group of women. They really are
1: inspiring. It was a Zoom call for the people who are financially supporting the organization and just to talk about the things that they've been able to accomplish. And it's just like, it also just goes to show and it makes you so thankful to know that there are good people in the world who are looking for ways to help others. And you're like, you sometimes sort of forget that, you know, when you're deep in your own sorrow and your own sadness, you stop kind of seeing that there are really good people in the world and they're looking outside of themselves to try and make the world a better place. And it's kind of heartwarming just to know that also.
0: Yeah. And thank goodness for people like that, because when we are maybe not able to look outward and we're so inside of ourselves, thank goodness that they exist. Mm -hmm. I just really loved getting to know more about Christine and, and, and also... I hated hearing some of what the culture is like for her and for the women over there. But I'm glad that we now know so that our eyes are opened and maybe there's a way that we can stand in solidarity with them somehow.
1: Something that we talked about when we talked with Bethany from Nyanam was just there is this temptation to look down on other people's cultures and say, oh, they're doing it wrong or how horrible, you know, we're better than that. And I think that we just need to be careful not to kind of put ourselves above a different culture and say that we're doing it the right way and they're doing it the wrong way. But they definitely have some challenges that we do not experience um, that I think it's important to be aware of and not aware of in in a way where we're being presumptuous or, you know, prideful about it, but just or,
0: yeah, like everyone should do it how yeah, we're like, doing oh, it. And we're the only way. They're right so ones. backwards. You
1: know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know better for them. They, they, I think, are trying to figure out a better way for them. And I think the widows are going to lead the way into a new way of doing things, I hope. And I I can see that in them. Go, widows, yeah. go! If you want to get involved with Nyanam's organization, you can go to their website, Nyanam.org, and that's n y a n a m morg an amazing organization they're pretty small and they're growing and they're amazing
0: we'll link to that in the show notes and if you would like to check out the episode where we interviewed bethany who is a representative from the organization it's episode 82 and there was a lot of information and and good things that she told us and it's very informative so it's a good one that goes along with this episode as well and she will have more information on how one may help we didn't ask christine about her favorite cheese did we we got cut off. <laughs> the internet cut us off. We did not ask her about her favorite
1: cheese. Yeah. Though, so sorry about that. We hope you guys have really enjoyed the episode listening to Christine and it's given you some different perspective and opened your eyes a little bit. And we hope that you will find something helpful and hopeful in there. Until we get to talk to you again, I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We're two young widows. And Christine was here too. <laughs> and we're all just trying to figure out. Widow. We. Do. Now. Now.
0: this is my favorite thing to discuss with you tell me what is it one of my favorite things i do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs this is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan especially when you're a widow your person is dead you might have kids you might need another option and you just want your phone to work you want unlimited texting and service and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month